Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin and uh, today we have a lot to discuss now that the Lakers season is officially over. How did it happen? What are players and coaches saying about it? What is the league saying about it? All of that here in a bit. Don't normally do this on this show. Usually the opinion the opinions are usually saved for the longer version podcast where I could bounce the idea or the take off of somebody else. But one thing struck me over the weekend in looking back on this season and especially compared to last year's championship season, and it's that this year's season to me will always be defined in large part by the sacrifices guys were unwilling to make, especially compared to last year where you had Dwight Howard accept a smaller role uh, and you had JaVale McGee accept being benched in spots. You had Rajon Rondo sacrifice his entire season, regular season. I'm kidding. That's That was a, that was <laughs> not quite the same thing. But you had, you had much more sacrifices made across last year's roster that was, I would say, probably less talented than this year's. But the accepting of role and the accepting of those sacrifices made that team better. So there's a difference between a good team and a talented team. A good team accepts roles and just fits in where they can fit in and figures it out from there. Whereas this year's team, you had Dennis Ruder right from the get-go say, I want to be a starter and I'm nothing other than a starter in this NBA. You had uh, you had Anthony Davis play less center by percentage of minutes that he played at that position this season that at any point at his career you had uh you you had sacrifices made by somebody like Kyle Kuzma and 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 say Alex Caruso in the same ways that you would kind of anticipate those guys would make sacrifices but some of those guys maybe should have been more greedy and 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 uh said that they should have larger roles on this team you had uh, Andre Drummond, when he arrived, promised, and he would only come to the Lakers if he was promised a starting spot and starters minutes. You had uh, Montrez Harrell, uh, you know, promised a certain role, and and granted, at the end of the year, he he lost that role altogether. But it was it was just a, it was a clunky team in terms of the roles that they should have been. Certain guys should have been in compared to the roles that they actually had. And the roles that they actually had existing the way that they did because they were unwilling to accept the role that they should have had on a championship type team. At the end of the day, it probably doesn't matter because of the injuries and, you know, whether anybody accepts a role that they probably should have had probably doesn't change whether or not the Lakers season ends differently because of the injuries to LeBron and because of the injury to, uh, to Anthony Davis. But I'm, I'm, I'm always going to look back on this, this year's team as a super talented team that might have actually been a little too talented given the fact that the, the talent across the roster was unwilling to accept roles that actually fit what was best for the team. The Lakers might not have been active this last weekend in terms of participating in the playoffs, but that isn't going to stop them from making headlines, apparently, which is something that every Laker fan who has been paying attention to this team for any amount of time would probably have anticipated. But either way, 
Jason Kidd was in the headlines uh, for a linkage to the Celtics job and then a linkage to the Portland job uh, where Damian Lillard went so far as to demand publicly that Jason Jason Kidd get the job in Portland. Now, that uh, demand has kind of fallen by the wayside as a more specific list of candidates has come out from the Portland organization, the type of coaches that they're actually looking at. Kid's name was not on that second list, and uh, he later leaked that he was going to take his, he took his name out of the running for the Portland job because of some thing with Damian Lillard and, and Lillard putting himself out there for Kid. Uh, at some point, we are going to need some kind of explanation as to why Lillard made that demand and then so quickly kind of allowed it to just fall by the wayside. That's a, uh, that's a, that's a story that probably needs to be told at some point. Uh, but So it, it looks at this point like Kidd is, uh, has, has one fewer chip to play if he's trying to gain any leverage with the Lakers on his standing within the organization. Uh, he still was linked to the Boston job. Boston one's interesting, though, to me because he doesn't seem like the kind of coach that Brad Stevens would go out of his way to hire as his first major public decision as a uh, you know, lead decision maker for the, for the Boston Celtics. I don't know that that would kid kind of seems like the kind of coach that he would hire there. The thing that you always have to mention anytime you bring up kid and any type of potential job is his past. Like it's, it's impossible to ignore it. Yes. People can move on. People can grow. They can learn from their mistakes, but uh, there's, you saw a very loud and, and, and public outcry from uh, Portland Trailblazers fans and from people covering that team that he doesn't represent what they want in their organization. We said a lot of the same stuff when he was hired uh, with the Lakers initially. And, you know, that's, that's always going to be a story when it comes to Jason Kidd and the potential jobs that he's going to be linked to. Uh, that hasn't, however, stopped his agent from linking him to every potential job opening in the history of basketball. But that's Jason Kidd's agent's job, and that's the spot that they find themselves in. But as of right now, it probably looks like Kidd is going to remain a a Lakers assistant coach, and Frank Vogel is somebody who uh, Rob Palenka publicly vouched for over the weekend. So I don't think there's a change coming in that regard either. Uh, it was just an interesting weekend where you heard a lot of kind of behind-the-scenes buzz regarding Damian Lillard to the Lakers. I never really bought into it too much. It was it was loud enough to where you had to take it into account, but it wasn't something that I was I was you know <laughs> I didn't go out and make a uh, Damian Lillard Lakers jersey to hang in my office. Uh, but it was it, it's it it reached kind of a crescendo and then really fell by the wayside kind of like kid's name being linked to the Portland Trailblazers job in the first place. All right, before we get out of here, I do want to let you guys know some of the things that are going to be coming now that we are in the off-season portion of the Lakers season. We are going to be watching basketball, honestly. We, we, we are all basketball fans across the entire podcast feed. And so if there's a big game or something like that happens, 
you can hop on this feed and listen to us react to it as if we are just NBA fans, which all of us are. And I'm sure those of you listening to the show are probably basketball fans as well. So we're just going to watch basketball and react to the basketball. We're going to, if a player has a big game and you guys are going to be interested in whether or not the Lakers have a chance at landing that player or that type of player, we're obviously going to give you that kind of information as well. So that's something to look forward to. And then, and then in the offseason, we have a couple bigger projects that are more serialized looks at the history of the Lakers that I, I cannot wait to get underway as well. So plenty of reason to continue to listen to this stuff. We are going to have a player review series and, and look back at the seasons that were, and that's going to coincide with the similar series running at the uh, at the website, silverscreenandroll.com. Uh, so, so again, really fun stuff coming ahead of you. And, and it's going to be a fascinating offseason for the Lakers as we saw them hit kind of a reset button after a championship. And I would imagine that the team is going to be similarly active and proactive uh, in, in trying to build their team for next year coming off of a first-round exit. So we're going to keep you updated as best we possibly can and react to it and give our analysis, whether it's in written or audio form, and even, I think at some point, video form. So you guys have that to look forward to as well. Until then, I'm Anthony Irwin, saying have a good one.